we're just regular working women trying to incorporate faith into our daily lives, both in the workplace and at home, and just connecting with other women and other people in general so that you know we can kind of get a, a bigger community mm-hmm. talking about their faith. Welcome to episode one of the podcast Faith and Friendship Spoken Here. I'm Carol Vassar, and that's the voice of Michelle, one of the two hosts of this new podcast, which is a collaborative effort between the Mental Health Ministry and the Communications Ministry at Saints Isidore and Maria Parish in Glastonbury, Connecticut. Michelle and her co-host Laura came up with the concept of the podcast as an outgrowth of their work together in the field of behavioral health and their mutual participation in a women's Bible study offered by the parish called Walking with Purpose their friendship formed in this context. Like everyone else, though, their faith is an ongoing journey with its joys and struggles. And now they're inviting you along for the trip. This first episode serves as an introduction to Michelle and Laura, who, given the nature of their work, will be using only their first names as podcast hosts. So without further ado, Laura gets us started with Faith and Friendship Spoken Here, Episode 1, Introductions and Advent. So Michelle, what brings you here or what, you know, how did we get started? You know, you and I as uh, as colleagues have always um, brought faith to where we work. We're always encouraging other with scripture and Bible quotes and just things that can help motivate us or help us find peace during some of our our times uh, in the workplace. So that's kind of where you and I got started together with our faith. But, you know, if we're going to go back to where we got started from, I would have to say one of the first things I did as a child was I attended mass in Italian. (laughs) I would stay at a friend's house and every Sunday morning they went to Mount Carmel for mass in Italian. I didn't understand anything, but I just loved being there. It was so, just so comforting. Mm -hmm. And so that was my first introduction. Uh, And then many years later, my mom had passed and I was struggling. It was a really hard season for me. And a lot of my friends rallied around me, my Catholic friends, Mm -hmm. their mothers, everybody was praying and, uh, you know, they just all really took me in. So I found one day, I lived across the street from beautiful church, Sacred Heart, and they were going to start adult catechism classes on my mother's birthday. Oh. So I said, okay, I don't need any more of a sign than that. I'm going to do it. And yeah, so I signed up and my very best friend, she was the one who was going to be my sponsor. So we went together. And in 1991, I was confirmed and baptized as Sacred Heart. Yes. So how about you? You're a cradle Catholic, so... Yeah, and when, when you said, like, oh, we sometimes share, you know, a prayer or some inspirational, you know, scripture readings, I didn't grow up like that. I grew up going to church since I was, a, you know, a baby and was baptized in the church, and we would go every Sunday, and that was our ritual as a family. And then as we got, my sisters and I got a little bit older... My, we would go with my mom and my dad would go to an earlier mass, but we would all go to church as well as on the holidays. But that's sort of the limit of our involvement. My father likes to say, you know, that he w- 
didn't want to be involved in like the spaghetti dinner type events afterwards. So we never did. But that was what we grew up with. That's what my mom grew up with. And so, yes, I grew up with it. I, you know, I was confirmed. We were married in the church and so forth. Um, my kids were baptized. But it, it didn't, spirituality and my faith didn't really play a strong role. It played like a private role, but not, I just felt like I needed more. As I got older and as I've been moving through my journey of, of work, but also as a mom and as a parent and as a wife, and I just felt like I needed more. And so in the past few years, I've just been praying that I would find my way and a way to deepen my faith and deepen my connection with, with this parish, which we've been part of this parish for 20 years since we moved here. And it's really feels like family because our family is not nearby. So this has become our family. And I've gotten to know lots of other nice families and met lots of other really great women and made these friendships and connections through the women's Bible study that we started pre-pandemic. And I was, you know, in this group of women, and it was six weeks, and it was right before everything shut down. And it was just so inspirational that I wanted to do the following fall. We were hoping to bring it back to the parish, but the 22-week session, which which was a commitment, but I just felt like I have to do this. I just wanted to do that. And so it's become something that, yes, it was part of my life, but I've really been able to deepen my faith. So now I'm making these connections with women, I mean, including you, mm-hmm. Michelle, just in our day-to-day, we found that we share the faith and that we want more of it in our lives so that it's something that it's okay to talk about and, mm-hmm. you know, it feels safe to talk about it and that we want to share these parts of our experiences and our faith. So that's been really rich experience for me and rewarding that, that we can talk about. And I think, you know, when we talked about Bible study, you know, when you first brought the idea to me and you said 22 weeks, Michelle, and and we just were like, I was like, okay, well, you know, I can do it virtually. You know, we were doing virtual at that time. And then we both went out and bought new Bibles. You know, mm-hmm. we were so excited. We were really going to embrace it. And I have met such amazing women. Like they send me Christmas cards. I recently became a member of this parish. But just doing the Bible study just brought me so close to all these women. And now I'm in a new group, this 22-week session. And I still get emails from the group leader from last year. Mm-hmm. So everybody still checks on one another prays for one another, sends little inspirational things in the the mail. When my father-in-law recently passed, you know, I received mass cards in the mail, just like everybody kind of rallied. So I was like, okay, this is a parish that I really feel like I'd be a really good fit for Mm -hmm. um, because I don't live in this town. So I have many churches where I live. I just never felt that connection. I always felt, you know, kind of not as embraced like I felt like everybody rushed in did their thing and were out the door mm-hmm. I didn't feel like there was a lot of the after things I feel with this you know we we've done things after Bible study we got together as a whole group of us on the lawn mm-hmm. during COVID just to see each other in person and I just think especially being women and right now this Bible study is really speaking to both of us I think because mm-hmm. it's about balance yes and how we're balancing our daily lives with our faith lives and 
how are we juggling all of it right now? And it's hard sometimes. We say we're going to commit to prayer every day. We're yes. going to do the rosary. We, we start with all these great intentions and then life starts happening faster. I think you and I both always know when to take a step back. We're like, okay, I am like not as um, digging into my prayer life as yeah. I want to be. Uh, and then you and I kind of talk about it a little bit. But do you find that too? We kind of go through these. Yeah, I find it really helpful that we are going through this Bible study because I feel like it's a metaphor for life. Like we're kind of checking each other, not in a scoldy kind of you should be doing this type right. of thing, you know, finger wagging, but more like, you know, hey, I'm really, I sent you a text this morning. I say I got a little bit off track with my my prayer and my faith study this week. Just, you know, things got in the way. And um, Michelle just sent me back a text and said, okay, friend, you know, just get back and do what you have to do today. And I think finding balance is so tricky with, with work, with family, with the obligations of our just our busy society that finding balance is really tricky, but I've also found, I think, one of the gifts of not only this, the Bible study, but also connecting with all of the people in the different aspects I have in this parish, which I have become involved. We do go to the pasta dinners when pre-pandemic and so forth, and um, I am part of the mental health ministry. And it's really interesting how doing all these things, my initial thought, or lots of people think like, well, I don't have time to do that, or I don't have time to pray, or I don't have time to go to church, or, you know, it's just one more thing. But I have found that strengthening my faith practice and my daily rituals of prayer and of connecting with God, and then having Michelle as a just a check person to just touch base mm -hmm. with has really helped me stay focused on the different things that I am involved in. So if I take time to pray, yes, it's one more thing that I do in the morning. However, it sets me up for my day or, you know, building prayer in for the rest of the day in a formal and an informal way. It's actually creating more space for me because it's helping me to, to prioritize the things that are important so that I can find balance on those days that I feel really off balance or out of balance. Um, the prayer and the spiritual component are the things that do hold me together. Mm-hmm. And, so. and you always are really good about finding the novenas. Like, I don't know, there's a, there's a site that does all these retreats and novenas and so laura will send me the email so coming up there's a novena you know this and that's going on or she'll bring me these little uh, pamphlets or different prayers whatever season i might be going through she will go to the catholic store and she will get little odds and ends for us and that's got me thinking about advent uh you know and you're saying about being busy right you know mm -hmm. so we have our advent candles out and my husband isn't Catholic, but he respects and participates to the extent he wants to. Mm -hmm. And for him, I got him the candy advent calendar because he loves chocolate. So he stays engaged that way. So I think you're like, oh my gosh, it's time to make dinner. It's time to eat dinner. I got I to gotta go sit down and light my candles and say, my, and that's, that's not how we should be looking at it, right? We should be looking at, wow. This is my time before dinner starts. I can sit down, take a break, and do what I want to do here. And then kind of that can set the tone for the rest of the night instead of like feeling you're so like 
rushed. Mm -hmm. And I also, I try to say at work, we say too much, I have to, and reframe it to, I get to. It, that really it, changes it. <laughs> it really changes yes. it, right? Yeah. So how, how are you feeling about that with Advent? Are you... Well, actually, there's this week in between Thanksgiving and the beginning of December that I have found it's like this little secret week that happens every year. But for me, it's my favorite week of the year. Now, I know that sounds crazy, but... It's just like right after Thanksgiving, busyness, craziness. And then it's kind of, even though the stores are filled with music and all the stressors and all the pressures of of the holiday season, there's something about that week that like December hasn't really started yet. So even though Advent had started this year on that, that Sunday, it's still in my mind this kind of this week of preparation and of waiting, which is what Advent is all about. And so... I really just look forward to, to that week. And then like as Advent is getting underway, now finding that space that I can recreate from that, you know, that week in November, between November, the end of November and the beginning of December, that just recreate it kind of in my, in my head, in my heart about quiet time and getting away from the craziness and the sparkles and the loud noise and the loud music and parties and all the obligations that we have to do. Now, especially a year into the pandemic where there's a lot of sense of like having to catch up for what we missed out on last year, Mm -hmm. I feel like there's almost more need to go within and to quiet my mind and to pray and to just take a few minutes in the beginning of the day and really just make that time to pray or to say a novena that I'm doing, which I also didn't grow up doing. I didn't, you know, I would hear my mom or my grandmother mention that stuff and you know my mother still goes to adoration in her church but these weren't things that I grew up with so these are things that I'm learning that are helping me to stay grounded and really just that word ritual building the ritual and having the advent candles and the the advent calendar and talking about it in my family not just like you know an afterthought oh yeah advent okay like well where are we going for Christmas and who's cooking what and did you bake the cookies yet like no, so I'm <laughs> yeah. shifting as I'm, you know, as I'm getting older, my family's getting older to focus on those slowing down and what's the reason that we're here? You know, we're here because of Jesus being born and, and the excitement and anticipation of that. When I really think about that, I mean, it makes me happy, but it makes me so excited that I could cry. Like, and that's not something that I grew up ever expressing that or being mm. in touch with that. So I just feel like this is... We're in the season of preparation and gifts. I mean, it just feels like such a gift to me. Mm-hmm. The gift of that anticipation and of being able to talk about this is, is a gift. It is, because life moves fast. Mm-hmm. And if we don't get intentional about what matters to us, then the days go by really quickly. Yeah, absolutely. And we, we get off track a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I think you're right. And I think, you know, when, with Advent was coming, I was like, did you get your candles, Laura? <laughs> and I got my candles. And, you know, so we were doing that little bit of prep work too. Mm-hmm. But just getting together and talking about it. Because we don't often have a forum, especially because none of my family is Catholic. So... Right. They don't really understand. They see the the Advent things and they're not really paying much attention to it. So it's kind of like my own world mm-hmm. at, at home. 
my husband is very open-minded and I have marriage blessings in the kitchen and different I try to you know have different things around the house just to kind of make it feel a little more homey and faith-based you Mm -hmm. know so I I think it's it really is a great time of year uh, especially Bible study has winded down. So now we've got this time to focus like on our Advent readings and some of the other things we want to do mm-hmm. during the Christmas season. So I think that we're very, we're very blessed. Yeah, I feel blessed too. So what would be your goal, Michelle, with Advent? Let's just think about Advent or the, you know, the end of the year, the end of the calendar year or the end of um, the season of Advent. What would be your own personal goals as far as your faith? I think towards the end of the year, we always focus on, I didn't get that done. This year was to be my year Mm. of prayer every day for a half hour. And, you know, you set these expectations. So I think just going into this season of hope, just being grateful for all I did do this year in my faith and not getting so caught up with what we didn't do. And the expectation of the new year and what is my faith going to look like next year? You know, I've got my Catholic planner already mm-hmm. for the new year. So I'm already trying to be intentional about staying um, focused and just being on track with my faith is something I'm just looking forward to mm-hmm. doing more of, I think. Mm-hmm. So how about you? What do you think? Yeah, I think I always get kind of intimidated by the, I love the holiday season and this time of year, but when it's January 1st, I get very like almost frozen in my tracks because it feels like the whole year is like opening up in front of me. And I find that, I find that kind of scary. So I would like to use Advent to, um, get into my relying upon the the routine of of the prayer and staying connected at church and you know in church functions and with you know with my bible study and talking about it is going to help me really you know stay grounded and mindful in the moment because mm-hmm. if i think about the long month of january or like the whole year what's going to happen this year it feels like it gets out from under me and it's kind of can be a scary feeling yes so i like to feel grounded and just present in this moment what can i do today Not what didn't I do last year or what Mm -hmm. did I get off track with, but what can I do today to help me stay grounded or what do I need today? How can I, you know, use the readings or ask, thank God for that challenge and, you know, be true to that, not just say the words, but really thank God and embrace the challenge rather than get bogged down by it. Just stay close to God or just remember to that he's with me or he's with us every moment and Mm -hmm. that I just have to say hi, God, and thank you for being here with me, and thank you for this challenge, rather than getting tackled down by, oh, this challenge again, or this day is really hard, or this, you know... Season is really season hard or this, life. Yes, or this unplanned thing that I have to do, instead of getting caught up in the negativity of it, I would like to be able to thank God for that challenge, and so that would be my goal of Advent, to prepare me for that in the new year. Laura and Michelle with Faith and Friendship Spoken Here, a production of the Mental Health and Communications Ministries of Saints Isidore and Maria Parish in Glastonbury, Connecticut. We'd love to get your feedback on and topics for the podcast moving forward. Send those along to contact at isadoreandmaria.org. That's contact 
at isadoreandmaria.org. Thanks to our pastor, Father Mark Sislenko, for supporting this project. Our music is courtesy of Blue Dot Sessions in Turner's Falls, Massachusetts. I'm Carol Vassar. Thanks for joining us.